Welcome back to Willard and Dib, 95.7 The Game. Take it away, Mark. Miss you, Kavan. Miss you, man. Man. Seriously, I told you this on the changeover. Like, to me, as a sports fan, it's a lot about cadence. Um, I, I'm not the type. I get it. I understand that sports needs to have urgency. This is baseball's problem, if you will. It's the NBA's problem, too. Like, it lacks urgency in the regular season. But I love it so much. And even if it's just background noise, even if I need to be helping the kids with math homework, I want that thing I want it on in the background. Yeah. So when you give me this, which is what? Nine days of no no Warriors, no NFL, no Giants. Sure, there's stuff. Tigers playing. Da, 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 right? da, da, da. Yeah, it's not. It's, you know, the calendar hasn't flipped to March. Northwestern and Iowa. It just. Da, 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 da. If I don't have a bracket in my hand. I get it. it. Just, you know. Now's the time to do your homework and get your research I in. But I don't need to do homework because I Winthrop have a cheat sheet. taking on Austin P. I got a cheat sheet. I got Dr. Dibbs. Yeah. I don't need. I'll walk you through it. I don't need to study. I just need you to show up and tell me who to bet on next month. And I trust you. Based on his, Ken Palm. Ken Palm. And history. <laughs> I'm about to Ken Palm you into submission here coming up. I love My it. guy Ken Palm. I would. love it when you Ken Palm me. We should get him on uh, our annual Ken Palm visit sure. as we get closer to the tourney. But yeah. you're right. And I'm all about the cadence, too, which is why baseball is such a great companion because when you get to the point where this Warriors season ends, hopefully it's not until June. Like last year was so great. We got through June. We had a parade and then, all right, let's see about these Giants. Now they're mediocre. But, you know, we had about two months of Giants baseball and they went from mediocre to mediocre and then it was football time. Yeah. But this year, if the Warriors season ends in hopefully not April, hopefully they make it at least into May, May. which yeah. would mean they would win a series. To get into May, you got to win a series, but I do like the cadence of the spring and summer with baseball. Gosh, I, before we get to the Trey Lance sound, you just said something that it's like, let, let's explore that for a second. What do you think the next six weeks of the Warrior journey is going to look like? There are so many stories there. And there is there, there are a lot of possibilities. Right. This could be like they could turn it on. They could like the era could come to an end. Steph could be a part of this, maybe not. GP2 could be a part of this, maybe not. I, I, I have no. Is there a buyout signing that's going to happen? There's so. Is what? it the last? Is this the last run yeah. for Draymond Green? Because he can opt out, right? And you right. Know, I heard the roast this morning with uh, Alan Styles and Fabante talking about what do you do next year and all that. And I'm also fascinated, Mark, between now and mid-April, which is when the playoffs begin. Is Steph going to be healthy? Will GP2 return? Is it the last hurrah for Draymond? Will they be a play-in team, a playoff team, or will they just straight up miss out on everything? And if you even look beyond the Warriors, all of the other Western Conference machinations of is Denver real? You know, can Memphis whoop that trick? Is Dallas ever going to jibe with uh, with Luka and Kyrie? Will KD come back? Are the Lakers really a team that you should sleep on? Gosh. Are the Clippers going to finally put it together? There's so much in the West that's intriguing that even if the Warriors don't make a run, a deep run, or any run at all, it'll still be an interesting playoffs. Um, Certainly we want our team in there. Though. I try to not get annoyed by anything Kevin Durant related because it's just so cliched. I'm, I'm so over it. Like Kevin Durant was wonderful here. Kevin Durant was great. I, nothing, nothing, nothing about the whole experience makes me mad. Um, 
<laughs> the way they're talking in Phoenix is like, guys, hit your brakes. Okay, they, they got, Are they planning the parade? They got beat at home last night by the Clippers. Durant hasn't even played yet. Here's one thing I've learned that doesn't work in sports. Don't come out publicly and start talking about how your new concoction that just came together is going to win the whole thing before it's even played its first game. Not a good idea. 98% of the time, that doesn't work. Right. I remember the Philadelphia Eagles. This was after Vic came back and after all the dog stuff, and he was amazing, and he had the MVP. And then they went out and got some more big-name free agents, Namdi Asamoa, and they did all these oh, yeah. things, right? And they had this team, and they sat there, and I can't remember, who was their backup quarterback? Vince Young. Thank you. Vince Young shows up. Spadone with, man, you were Johnny on the spot there. Totally. Like, he knows where I'm Dream going. Team. Thank you. Vince Young stands in front of a microphone. He's not even slated to play on this team. And he's like, we got a damn dream team here. This is a, like, he used the phrase that we saved for Jordan and Barkley and Ewing and Mully. Leitner. In the day. Thank you. Stockton. In the, in the Olympics. We're the dream team. You stunk. You stunk. I watched it. Spadone will know this. I watched it with the Lakers when they stuck those five guys on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Look at us. We got Kobe and we got Pau Gasol and Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, and some guy whose name is either Ron or Meta. <laughs> Depends. Look at us. We're going to be amazing. You were the eighth seed and got swept in the first round. So Kevin Durant yesterday, man, we've got all the makings to win the whole thing. Do you? You haven't even played yet. You haven't even gotten on the court with D-Book yet. I don't know how it's going to look. But you got the makings, though. You it's got like, good players. A lot of teams have good players. You all the ingredients for a wonderful beef stew. I mean. And it, it may be good, it may not. But, boy, those ingredients sure look good. I mean. So, but I'm with you, Mark, in terms of putting the cart before the horse. Right. Especially when you look at last year where the KD-less Suns were 64-18 and 18 in the regular season. 32-9 and nine at home, 32-9 and nine on the road. You were far and away the best team in the association in the regular year. And what happened? You got punked and you got knocked the truck out yeah. in the second round. So you let's just know, pump the brakes. I, well, and who you want to know who I'm starting to really believe in, though? Is the is the Los Angeles Clippers? Yeah, Los I told Angeles, you don't well, sleep on the Clippers. Well, no, I'm not sleeping on the Clippers. But but why is because like they're the same thing a year and a half ago that Durant's talking about now. Ooh, they got Kawhi and Paul George. They're gonna win it all. Well, are they? Because a do they play, and b have they gelled? Well, now they're playing, and they've gelled. Yeah. And you look at the way they're starting to play. Nine-point win on the road in Phoenix last night. I know Durant wasn't there, uh, but but what we saw it the other night. The Clippers, who have now moved into the four seed and are only a game behind the Kings, and I would take the Clippers to finish ahead of the Kings here in this. Right. I think they're going to be a top three seed, and I think they are going to be a problem and potentially the Western Conference representative. I'm worried about the Kings. 
And uh, I'm you worried mean for them or for I'm everybody else. For the Kings, no, I'm worried for the Kings because if you look at the Western Conference, and yes, right now they are the three seed, and they've been a great story. And I do still believe that they will make the playoffs. Yeah. But when you look at the situation, you're a game up on the Clippers, who are coming for you. You're a game and a half up on the Suns, and once they do get KD on the floor, yeah. Phoenix is better, I think. Then Sacramento, you're only two and a half up on Dallas. The Kings might find themselves slip sliding away. Shout out Simon and Garfunkel. They may find their way into a play-in scenario, Mark, and that scares me for Sacramento. Well, I, I mean, just let's take a look at how they're playing right now for a second. They've uh, they're they're three and four in their last seven games. Five and five in their last ten. Okay, but but like they're and, and their wins, their wins. They had uh, they had Dallas in town on back-to-back nights. They they lost to them once, and then they beat them in overtime in the next one. Their other two wins in the last seven are both against the Rockets. Quality road wins. Both against Quality. the Rockets. Quality. Uh, they lost in Phoenix on Valentine's Day. They play the Clippers twice in their next five games. Um, you know, you, they're going to have a very similar schedule to what we talked about uh, as the Warriors here in this month of March. They're going to play Boston. They're going right. to play Phoenix twice. Milwaukee is coming to town. Um, I, I mentioned the two games against the Clippers. Um, look, they're a good basketball team, and they're going to go to the playoffs. But are they going to hold on to a top three seed? I'm with you. I think the answer is no. I think they're more likely to be a six seed, honestly, just based on what's coming behind them. And, Mark, have you seen a schedule this this weird before? Because we talk about teams playing back-to-backs, and we refer to that as back-to-back nights. They've played a bunch of back-to-backs where they play the same opponent two consecutive times. They've done it to Houston two different occasions. Their schedule was Houston, Houston, Dallas, Dallas. I mean, are we losing our imagination and, here, and, NBA? And next week, it's at Oklahoma City, followed by at Oklahoma City. Right. I, I don't know if I've seen this where a team, and in March, they have Portland, Portland, back-to-back, well, back, back-to-back games in Portland. Right. This was their next idea to sort of limit load management, which is right. to let teams just stay. Like, you, you're, you're on the road, but you don't have to get on a flight after every single game. I kind of dig it. There's a tiny little baseball feel to it. Like, yeah. we're in town. We're in town, and we're going to hang out for four days and play two games or whatever. I don't, I don't, I got nothing against it. I wonder if this is an NBA test case because I don't know if any of the team has had this many, like the Warriors. I don't believe the Warriors have even had one of these this year. Oh, no, I think they have. Were they played the same opponent in consecutive games? I think so. I think so. Maybe let me, one. Let me look at their that. schedule. Let me look at the schedule. I mean, because this is now, it's going to be, I think, six of them for Sacramento uh, by the time the year is over. Yeah, I don't think they've had as many as, uh, as Sacramento, but I feel like there's been a couple of those home-and-home home deals. Maybe I'm wrong. Or did they have those... Uh, well, these aren't even home-and-home. Home. Like, they hosted Denver right, and back-to-backs, or, or, and then they were hosted Houston two games in a row. They played at Minnesota two in a row. They played at Houston two in a row. They'll play at Oklahoma City two in a row. They're playing at Portland two in a row. That's six examples for Sacramento of playing the same team in consecutive games. Yeah, you're right. I'm not seeing it on the Warriors' yeah. schedule. So I, I wonder if it. the NBA isn't using this as a test case in terms of... Because I think you're right, Mark, about maybe limiting travel by having this happen a little bit more frequently in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea. And, and I think even for fans, too. I mean, especially, like, let's say we also always talk on the road. Steph Curry took the night off, and uh, little Bobby traveled three hours, and this was the only game he can get tickets to. Well, 
uh, if you're there for two games, wouldn't it be more likely that right your star players are not going to sit out both? Right. They'll at least play one of them In and theory, give those fans an yeah. opportunity to but see But the problem them play. with the uh, the little Timmy thing is that a lot of times that's uh, an Eastern Conference team, totally. and you're only going to get they're one. Once. Yeah, you're only getting one of those games on the road. But yeah. just I, I was just looking at the Sacramento schedule. I thought it was a little bit of a curiosity, but I am concerned about Light the Beam and their ability to even remain a top six because right now Sacramento is only three games up on the Pelicans, who I don't believe in, and three games up on Minnesota, and they're three and a half up on the Warriors. So It'll, it'll come down to these new acquisitions, the Suns and Mavericks, and whether or not they are actually going to turn it on real quick. Those right. two teams, are they going to play great down the stretch, or are they going to keep doing what they've been doing right now? Uh, they don't have health yet, but right now they're still middling. The Clippers are the ones that are taking, they're, they're, yeah. they're starting to hum. They're starting to hum, and they're going to move off the board. Um, all right. Uh, Quincy Avery is going to join us here in 45 minutes. He is the coach, the quarterback coach to Trey Lance. He's also got a podcast called The Q, and Trey Lance uh, joined him. And this was all made available starting yesterday. And here's Lance on getting back on the field. We just decided to compete again. Honestly, that was that was one of the hardest things for me this year, just not getting to compete. I don't. I never really knew that I would crave it that much. You know, played three sports in high school, like competed year round, and, and now getting into this. Uh, I think this is the first time that I've gone, definitely the longest I've gone without being able to like really compete. You know, in a in like on a field. You know, I could compete in the weight room, compete in little things like that, but just limits everything. But I mean, I just be able to start running and competing and like really anything I can do. Like I just I feel like I need that again. I'm really excited to just be able to compete and be able to get on the field. Uh, man, it's gonna be so much fun. Like, I'm just excited to get started again. OTAs, be around the guys again, and kind of just be a part of it. Well, uh, and I mean the excitement level I get, but I also wonder, and and he certainly understands this as we were kind of talking about last hour. There is an urgency in something like OTAs that we rarely experience. Like, raise your hand if you follow OTAs. Every snap of it. Like, for real. Thank you, Kyle. Yes. If you cover the 49ers, you cover OTAs. If you're a fan of the 49ers, they're a rumor. You're hoping to get to the end of them without any news. Is essentially Pretty what's much, happening. Yeah. I just don't want to hear that somebody tore their ACL at, at, at OTAs. So you're not... You're not expecting us to have passing stats from Trey Lance at OTAs? I am this year. Oh, Trey that's Lance was 17 of 20 is, today. That's the deal. This For me now, this whole offseason is about one thing. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I mean, sure, there's free agency, there's the draft. But uh, this offseason is about can you throw a different pitch to your organization? And again, I, I, I know what everybody does right now when there's a Lance Purdy conversation. If you believe in Purdy, oh, you're a Lance hater. I, I, I have no clue who Trey Lance is. How would I know? He hasn't, seen, he hasn't played football. There's only a few people out there who know. And it's the people who are working with him every day. And, and, and according to what we're reading and hearing now, the 49ers are not impressed. They're not digging it. There are some things he's, they thought he'd be able to do that he can't do. And the Brock Purdy injury is allowing him the opportunity to show them something different. 
And to me, that's what now this whole summer's about. Absolutely, because it's about that and Brock Purdy's rehabilitation. And hopefully when Brock gets the surgery in five days, that the news is good. And I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb, Mark, and say it'll be a successful surgery. Now, what surgery will it be? Will it be Tommy John or will they put in the internal brace? Hopefully it's the latter of the two and he's only out for three months. And then after three months, he's able to begin to start to work his way back. And in six months, he's ready to be a quarterback again. But in the meantime, yeah, it's all eyes on Trey Lance. And we're going to get little droplets of news coming out from Trey Lance. Maybe he's going to get all the fellas together in the offseason and go have a little pitch and catch with George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and the rest of them and try to get some comfortability and try to build up that PR because until Trey Lance plays actual football again in September, all the news that we hear between now and then is mostly nonsense. Uh, by the way, pop quiz, hot shot, okay. is Tommy John, not the surgery, the human is he still with us? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Tommy John, still with us. Sorry, I should have waited for the music. <laughs> yes. Elton John, also still with us. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, Tommy John, born May 22nd. 1951. 1943. Damn, Tommy. Terre Haute, Indiana. Shout out Larry Bird. He is 79 and still with us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a Hall of Famer, although if you look at his numbers, combined with the fact that he is the namesake of the most the most well-known oh. surgery in all of sports. It's wild that he's not a Hall of Famer. He's, he's got 260 wins or something, right? 288? Yeah, he should be he's in. He's 12 wins shy of 300. No one's ever going to match that win total ever again right? in baseball, yet he's not. And, and by the way, career ERA, 3-3-4. Legit. Like, good pitcher who now has a surgery named after that's him. That's my point. By the way, that's why I brought him up. Do you, is that cool or is that not cool to have a surgery named after you? That's really cool. Okay, you guys both think cool? Yeah. You think cool, Dibs? Well, I mean, yes, and much like... Like, people are not fired up to be like, oh, I'm going to go get Tommy John. Like, it no, sucks. Like, you, you it have does. surgery. Well, nowadays, <laughs> if you're a pitcher... It's like a, a box you have to check. Well, you don't to go, have to. No, you absolutely have to. You don't have to. If you don't, then you're just you're prolonging it to the point where you're going to need it. Because nowadays, if you're not putting your elbow at risk of a ripped UCL, you're not throwing hard oh, enough, am, Mark. You're well, not trying. You're acting like they're And hard. I hope you tell your kids that when you has, do your Little League this year. Has Max Scherzer ever had Tommy John? Like, you can be... Good question. You can be a great pitcher and get to the end without Tommy John. You're making it sound like it's impossible. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know it, it is like a ticking clock for pitchers, but it's not like... <laughs> not automatic, is it? It is if you're actually trying to go out there and get people out. Max Scherzer, did he ever have it or I not? I do not see him okay. ever having... So, well, it's still early in his career. No, it's not. He's like, what, 38? <laughs> so it's, it's him and Tom Brady, like, you know, I mean, he's getting up there. Yeah, Kyle, what's up? Didn't Justin Verlander, like, just have it and then win the Cy Young at age 39? Right, yes, yes. No, what, Dibs, what, think- what you're saying is <laughs> not wrong. Like, it, it, it is a uh, revitalization sensation. Cha-ching. Sometimes yeah. when you get the old Tommy John. Cha-ching!
Thank you. I mean, uh, go ahead, Kyle. I think that Tommy John was actually going to be in the Hall of Fame, but then he couldn't, so they took a different picture and <laughs> put it right. in his spot in the that's Hall right. of Fame. That's right. His bust is being reconstructed at this hour. It's taking a while. It takes a while. Yeah, he's uh, Yours third, third all-time among <laughs> pitchers wins not yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Oh, gosh. There's only two pitchers who have won more games. Don't play the music. I have no clue. Well, one of them you absolutely would know. Uh, Bobby Matthews you probably wouldn't know. Bobby Matthews won 297 games between 1871 and 1887. The other one? Uh, Roger dude. Clemens? Oh, Roger Clemens. Okay, sure. Is it George's <laughs> box? He's won 354. Has he really? Goodness gracious! That's actually, that is worth a goodness gracious. And the uh, the active leader, I'm sorry, Kyle, oh, in wins is Justin Verlander. Where's he? 244. But to Kyle's point... He's going to go to the Hall of Fame, though. But he's not going to eclipse uh, Tommy John. I mean, unless oh. he... He needs 45 more wins. Yeah, I'd think no. And I'm he's 39. No. Yeah. I mean, 45 wins what is at it? least two years the, for Verlander. One, didn't he just sign? The deal he just signed, I think, is two years. Right? Correct. Yeah. 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 So he's probably going to pitch at least a couple more, but I don't think he's going to win 22 and a half Zach games a Granke, year. Zach second among active pitchers, 223. Wow. And he's a Hall of Famer. Zach Greinke has been pitching for a million years, and he's not even going to... We're never going to see another 300-game winner. Was it Tom Glavin that got the last one? Uh, I, think it was, I think it was Tom Glavin. We'll never see that again. Consider how awesome Justin Verlander has been since, like, 2005. Was, right? Gla- was Glavin before or after Randy? Randy it was, Johnson. That's a good question. Oh, I think after. Okay. Or no. No. I don't know. Randy, Randy, John- Joe. Randy Johnson, June 4th, my B-Day, 2009, the last one. Hey, there it is. Didn't Randy Johnson like just sneak over? And he was dominant forever. It's so hard to get three to 303 for Randy well, Johnson. Now, yeah. With Gabe Kapler pulling everybody in the fifth inning, nobody's getting you wins. Yeah, you don't get injuries wins. and you don't pitch as long. Right, it's, you had an amazing year if you win 12 games now as a starter. 300 is 20 years of 15 that, wins. That's like no chance. That doesn't even compute. No, 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 no. It's never going to happen again. Well, ever. and to that point of uh, of wins, we're going to get to a point where they're going to do away with the five-inning minimum for pitchers' wins, and they're just going to say, if you're pitching when your team has the lead, if you're the pitcher when your team takes the lead and you go out of the game and your team doesn't blow the lead, you get the win. All right, so what if you go up in the top of the first one nothing, then you come out and throw two pitches, and then you tear your UCL... And then you have you to need leave. Tommy John. And then the other team never scores. Do you get the win? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, that's how we treat a good QB way. wins. Uh, I, well, that, and that's QB true. losses. That's true. That's so, true. So, I mean, I, in terms of that, and you I know. think it should be whoever whoever like throws the most passes. Like to me, Brock Purdy gets the Dolphins win, and I'm not giving him the Eagles loss. Jimmy doesn't get the Dolphins win. He left down seven to three. He didn't even score a touchdown. We're giving Jimmy the the Dolphins win. That's no good. And it's the way it works. It's not the way it works in my brain. One postscript on Bobby Matthews, not a Hall of Famer. In eighteen seventy five, he threw six hundred and twenty five and two thirds innings. Gee, what? He threw six hundred and twenty. He led the league. He threw six twenty five and two. By the way, he went even, he went twenty nine and thirty eight that even, year. I don't even know a season had that many innings. Sixty nine complete games. Oh my god! Nice. Okay, all right. Coming yes. up next, we got more Trey Lance to play for you for sure. What about that whole arm fatigue story? What about the little? 
face emoji for Rand Carthon when he went to the Tennessee Titans. He addressed all of that. We'll have that for you coming up next. Plus, Patrick Beverly, Warrior fans, you open to it or not? 888-957-9570 on Willard and Dips. Monday is a very, very special day for a lot of people. I know that. I know a lot of people who won't even leave their house on President's Day because it's so special. Yeah. I know you're going to sit around that day. What do you cook? What, what's what's the breakfast meal for President's Day? Uh, depends on uh, the president that's currently in office. I like to uh, to mix it up. Tremendous. My oh, breakfast a couple years ago was tremendous. We don't get a three-day weekend for all the presidents. It's the same presidents every year. I just want to know how you say I know it's such a special day. It's actually a different group of presidents. Like, every time there's an election, you get a new president thrown right, in the mix. Right, but we're not celebrating those presidents. We're celebrating the past presidents, the same ones. And, and the current as, presidents. Seeing as more than half of our on-air staff is taking Monday off, I can only assume uh, you'll go to church and there'll not be a, not a religious holiday. Special I separate meals. church and state, Mark. Always. I, I mean, what? So, what is it? This this very special President's Day celebration that you'll be doing? Well, with uh, Sleepy Joe, aka Grandpa Joe, in the White House, uh-huh. uh, you got to make it an age-appropriate breakfast. So, I'll be going with oatmeal, a nice soft, mushy oatmeal, something you can eat in case you don't have teeth. Uh, good that you're getting ready to be 85 when you're not there yet. But well, that's okay. my president is 80, okay. so you know. We're going to gear our breakfast toward the octogenarian set. We'll start off with a mushy oatmeal, and then uh, we will transition into a couple of runny eggs. Not sunny side up, based on the current economy, but uh, over easy, still with a little bit of a runny yolk, and then uh, probably a not-too-crispy English muffin, replete with nooks and crannies. What do you put on the English muffin? Uh, in this case, nooks and crannies don't matter if you don't put anything on it. Well, if it's an eighty-year-old president, you got to go with an old-school topping like a molasses. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Wow. Yeah, rhubarb, like a rhubarb oh. jam. <laughs> rhubarb. Yes. Rhubarb is one of the top ten weirdest words to say. By the way, my own list. Four score and seven years ago, Joe Biden was in middle school. That's right. <laughs> Exactly right. And I don't want this to come across as anti-Joe or no. anti-America. I, at, I voted look, for Sleepy Joe. No, I, I'm just anti. I don't think I will again. I'm just anti uh, celebrating President's Day like it's uh, like it's really different than any other day. Good for you that you're taking the day off. The rest of us will work harder in your absence. Well, that's that's because, a you problem because that's what teammates do for one another. This so, is what people who don't read their company email get no, caught up uh, with because if you're ahead of the curve, you realize it's a company holiday, so you take the company holiday and you say, thank you, company. Oh, would you like me to read the other company email that you got after you decided to take the day off? And it happened three minutes after I <laughs> exactly. requested the day off. Exactly. Look. Anyway, no problem, uh, but Bonte, who apparently in my absence, which was for family emergency last week, was taking shots at me taking days off. Bonte will <clears throat> not be here, just like he's not here now. Um, and, and Joe Shasky, 
will not be here. and Just you, as he's not here now. Yeah, right. And you will not be here. And, and, and Damon Bruce will not be here. And Guru, <laughs> Guru, unlike a Super Bowl party, will Lay off. not be here. And so the rest Lay of off. us, listen, we got you. And instead of just calling those lemons, we will make lemonade. And we will come up with different combination sensations. I was day drinking. For your listening pleasure. Alan Stiles, who's already been holding it down in the morning, will get an extra hour and hang out with the great Larry Kruger, who will come in and do an entire draft preview for all seven rounds. And all four sports. That's exactly right. <laughs> and then at 10 a.m., that's a little extra sleep for your boy. I get to come in here and finally show Steiny who's boss for four hours. Not four more years. Four more hours. Willard and Steiny, 10 to 2, Monday. Oh. Willard versus Steiny. Let's promote it correctly. Get your popcorn ready or get your over easy eggs ready, however you like. With them. the runny yolk. And uh, yeah, don't miss 2 to Sweet. 6 with a show that we've all heard many times. And boy, it never gets old. No, it doesn't. And I thought this said Whitley and Ratto. That'd be amazing, too. It would be awesome. But it's actually Whitey and Ratto. Whitey Kevin Michael Whitey Gleason and Ratto. And Captain Sunshine. Ray Ratto. Exactly. And I, I don't want to say this and possibly risk uh, being fired for harassment, but I was able to grab a hug yesterday mm. from Ray Ratto. God, oh. I hate that guy. If it had been if it had been Whitley, you would have been fired. But instead, it's Ray Ratto, Correct. and so you're Correct. fine. Yeah. You're God, fine. we're so okay. stupid. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, right, got, so, I got something grabbed by oh, Ray Ratto. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, I don't I don't want to miss this part of it. From five to six That's before right. Alan Stiles and Larry Kruger come in. It is another great American who doesn't take days off. It's Joe Spadone, ladies and gentlemen. FTW, get up early on your day off because why not? What the hell else do you really have to do? Go for a run with Joe. AirPods, Spadone, we got action. Download that Odyssey app and favorite 95.7 The Game. There you go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So live and local on everybody else's day off, including yours, Dibs. Right. I hope you get a ton of rest. I will. I got this. Uh, yeah, and I, I was actually concerned about you not being able to hold it down. Yeah. I, I'm just looking forward to the 10 to 2, the clash between you and Steiny. And because, uh, you know, in, in the changeover, most maybe one day a week, you guys will clash, or maybe it's every other couple of weeks. There is an absolute no, just, clash. No, it's every day. It just sometimes it comes out on the air and sometimes not. See, I'm looking forward to but it. We Willard hate each other. Willard versus Steinmetz. Yeah, we hate each other. It's clear. I mean... It's clear. Yuck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting clash because you like everything. He likes nothing. <laughs> nothing. So, exactly. you know. Willard stuck it in me. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Yeah, well, it's like endless. It's like ten to two next Monday is gonna be like a life cereal commercial, right? Mikey likes it. Willard's right. Yeah, I know. I know. So look, it's way more fun to like things than not. That's just my perspective, and um, and I will I will jam that down Steiny's throat all day on Monday. Okay, there you go. Yeah. There we go. There's another one. Add that one to the archives. There you go. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. it'll be fun. It's and, uh, enjoy your day. Don't act like you're going to be listening because you won't be. I, actually, um, I will. And, uh, you know, 10 a.m. is usually when baby goes down for her nap. So I'll throw in the earbuds okay. and get a little Odyssey app going and I will definitely tune okay. in. All right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, that's coming up on Monday. We here, we, at 95.7 The Game, 
are not taking the damn day off. No. Okay? Um, there won't be any football the day before to talk about, but there will be plenty uh, going on. Will you break down the All-Star game for four hours? I will team break, Giannis against Team LeBron. I will, I will break down because of the All-Star right. game, but I will not break down the All-Star game. Um, Trey Lance, remember the whole arm fatigue thing? Yeah. Yeah, check it out. I started throwing in May because I was rehabbing my hip, so that was mm-hmm. when I started getting the ball back in my hand in May. So I threw from May 2020 all the way through that year, draft prep, get drafted the next April. So I, at that point, I had been thrown for a year straight and then go through that whole season until the next January. So I'd say probably, I don't know, about 20 months straight of throwing, you know, like I said, probably a week off in there. Maybe, yeah. maybe a, I don't even know if I took a whole week between that whole time. But through that whole season, yeah, I threw for probably 20 months straight. Can I ask a question here? This is odd to me. The arm fatigue thing became... I don't know if controversial is the right word. It was damning. Yeah, like it was one. It was like people were worried about it, and it seemed like there was a a, a faction that was like, "This is fake. This is not real. There's not arm fatigue. People are making it up." And then others would be like, "No, there there's arm fatigue, and it's a problem." And then there were people who took that and they were like, "Oh my gosh, he can't throw. No, a quarterback who can't throw." And so we did all this. And why does it take a year? What is this time thing, this statute of limitations, if you will, where after it's happened, you can come out and just freely be like, yeah, my arm was tired, so I rested it, and then it was fine. Right, because you why don't want to have it as an excuse. But why don't you just say that then? We, it wasn't even during the season. Right. What would be wrong with him saying what he just said there last summer? Yeah, like I, I, I've, been, I've been rehabbing. Um, I was drafted. I'm trying to win a job. I was throwing like crazy and it got tired, so I took a week off. What's wrong with that? It is either you're training wrong or you're weak. Either way, you don't want to show that level of, quote, weakness. And even though when his quarterback coach comes on today at the top of the hour, what he'll tell you, and I heard it in the podcast, you throw more from your last play as a college player up until your first throw as a pro. During that period, you throw more footballs than in your whole life. Right. And so arm fatigue is a very natural thing. Now, why do we have to wait a year for the truth to come out? I think it's because you don't want to show weakness. The player doesn't want to show weakness. The team doesn't want the player to indicate that maybe his training is not going the way it should go. And that's just the nature of a lot of this, you know? Like, it reminds me of the David West when uh, the Warriors won the chip, and he's like, all y'all don't know what we went through this year. Right. It's like, what? why didn't you tell us four months ago what was going on? Except for that's different because they still didn't tell us. He just told you that there's things, but I'm not going to tell you what what they are. I think there are a lot of things. I think so, too. Meningitis was a smokescreen. I don't know. Like, you know, do you and I have any stuff going on that we don't share with the audience? Yeah. It's called The Breaks. It's a podcast <laughs> yeah. coming to a uh, yeah. podcast near you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. So I get that, but this is actual professional stuff. Like, if you thought he was weak then because arm fatigue came out and they don't want to show weakness, does he sound weak now? What's the difference? Well, the difference now is it's been a year removed, and now we have some context to the fact. And also, you didn't have Trey Lance's arm fatigue affect the team in any way because it turns out he's got ankle fatigue. Right, but 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 the guy still has not had a lot of time uh, playing as an NFL quarterback. He has now, in theory, sort of lost the job. 
So if the fear then was don't tell them about arm fatigue, it'll sound like an excuse. Uh, I get it if you're like, well, don't share that till later when I've established myself as a starter and a star. Well, you still haven't. Right. You still have. So why is it okay now and it wasn't okay then? I like I yeah, I get what I get you're your saying. Po- I get your point. But I'm yeah. just I don't I don't see why that couldn't have just been shared then. Because why do you have arm fatigue? And why you've been throwing a lot and you're tired. Exactly. But why are you throwing so much that you got arm fatigue? And if you're a fan of the team, you're looking at this and saying why Why are you doing this? This is a problem. Who can we blame for your arm fatigue? And that's, now yeah. that we're a year removed, now if he comes back in in August and he's got arm fatigue again, well, now we've got another another question in terms of how are you training. This is all from the Q uh, podcast with his private coach, Quincy Avery, who's going to join us in 15 minutes. By the way, speaking of things that took uh, a, a life of their own on social media, do you remember when Rand Carthon got sent over, not sent over, we took a, do, a new job with the Titans, and immediately Trey Lance puts up an Instagram story with a picture of the report. Carthon is going to the Titans, and he just puts up the, like, peace out, the fingers emoji, and the fingers crossed, you know, like, in other words, I mean, I read that immediately, like, like hey, like, I hope that goes well for you. That's how I read it. Others read this as like I'm praying to come with you. Absolutely, right? Okay, take so, me with you, Ran. <laughs> so get me out of this hellhole. So here's what uh, here's what Trey said about all that. I just want to support guys. Like I'll repost my Instagram today. Was, uh, this this whole season was probably more of a, a 49ers fan page than anything. You know, like just showing guys support. Ray Ray's got a cool outfit. Aziz got a cool video. Fred, whatever it was, and then obviously the Ran stuff. Uh, so me and Ran got real close over the last. I wouldn't say super close, but we, we talked on the regular. Um, he'd bring his boys in. I would hang out with his kids in the training room. So it was always, for me, it was huge. Like, just, I mean, they were like a shining light. Like, they come in and show me how many push-ups they could do and stuff like that. So just getting to know someone's family like that, I was super happy for him for the opportunity. So, yeah, the, the fingers crossed some OGs now. Like, man, I'm, I'm crossing you my just, fingers. I'm going to be a Tennessee Titan. <laughs> <laughs> you just showed support. Like, it's your yeah, no, totally. Like, I cross my fingers, man. I love it here. I don't ever want to be anywhere else. Okay, I love it here. I don't ever want to be anywhere else, says uh, says Trey Lance. And I know that's what that's what every player says about the current team that, that, that has them under contract. But um, I don't know. That, that one felt like a stretch to me from the very beginning, especially because Trey had used that exact same sort of Instagram story for others who have moved on that he knows. Like, he sends out the, right. the fingers crossed. Like Best of luck to you. Yeah. yeah. Godspeed. Not like, don't tell anybody. I want to come with you, please. Exactly. This is a sign. If I cough twice, get me out of here. Seriously. Like, I mean, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a little odd that Trey Lance in February is going to go on a podcast and the things he needs to explain are emojis and arm fatigue. Right. And again, I do circle back on some level to this is all not good. We're coming up on two years since Trey Lance became a 49er. These are not the conversations that we were hoping to have. Of course not. We would be hoping to talk about whether or not he has a real shot at being the MVP this upcoming year. But he's not even going to be slated as a starter. And I I look at this podcast and obviously it's going to be mostly softball questions because it's his own guy his own QB coach, the QB guru, who's asking him questions. So it's all going to be tailored toward 
Trey Lance dispelling whatever he wants to dispel and answering the questions that he feels like need to be answered, whether it's uh, an emoji or arm fatigue. These are not the real questions of, hey, how come you're not as good running the football as the team thought? <laughs> Wait, are you saying that Quincy Avery asks softball questions? When he's asking his own client, okay. absolutely. All right, wait, this this just handed to me. Hang on one second. Uh, yeah, Kyle, wait, wait, what's going on with Quincy Avery here in 11 minutes? Yeah, he tapped out, Mark. Wait, what? He tapped out. He, he punted. He not coming on? Yeah, correct. Is it because of what Dibs just said? Oh, yep. boy. I, I mean, that he said, he, uh, well, I told him because I identify myself, <laughs> 95-7 the game in San Francisco. You know, do you have a few minutes? He says, yeah, I got you. I'll be golfing, but I got you. I was like, golf, perfect. We love golf. We'll get you on the golf questions. And just now he said, you know, I was out on the course. I was listening. Heard what Dibs said. Oh, don't want to come on. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Is that true? <laughs> Man, that's is that just... true or is that like sort of? Sort of not true. No, is he coming on? He's not coming on. True that he's not coming on. Why is he not coming on? What did he say? He did just he, canceled? Yeah. No, he, did he really say anything? He said, I didn't realize it was radio. No. Yes. Did he really? Yes. I didn't. What does that even mean? That's a true story. story. Wait now a minute. I'm now true. I'm way more interested. I was kidding before. What is that? Tell him it's TV. We're on YouTube. Right. <laughs> Tell him it's YouTube. Exactly. Well, he already, I identify myself as being from the radio station. Should I say from the YouTube channel, 95.7? Yeah, you blew yeah. that. Like, God, why, 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 wait a minute. Why can't he come on if it's radio? I don't because know. he's got a podcast? I don't know, man. Are we competing with Quincy Avery's The Q yeah, podcast? His thing was like, a ra- like an internet radio thing. Is it on the Odyssey app? No. All right. Yeah, then you know what? I don't want him. Download the Odyssey app and don't listen to the Q <laughs> podcast. Well, how about this, Mark? And I just looked at his Twitter. Yeah. And you tell me about uh, how disingenuous an individual might be at Quincy Avery on Twitter. I'm Blue- not mad at him. Hang on. What, what's okay? Blue check mark. Uh-huh. His bio underneath his name. If you need training or an interview or anything like that, don't DM. Email. And he leaves his email, ea at qbtakeover.com. No, it's on his Twitter profile. Okay, all right. I'm not giving out his phone number. I know, but now people, like our listeners, are going to email me like, why didn't you come on Willard and Dips? If you need training or an interview or anything like that. Yeah, Quincy, uh, can you give me a ride? It doesn't. My car broke down. (laughs) It doesn't say he's going to say yes. If you need training or an interview. Yeah. Quincy. We need an interview. Well, but what kind of interview? Like a job interview? Apparently, there's multiple kinds of a interviews. A radio interview doesn't qualify. That's the weirdest response. So he thought, like, especially first, when your profile is, hold on. if you need an interview, true or false? He's we com- need an interview. He's been on the show before. Yeah, correct. Did, on I, radio? did he not I, know that it was a DM? Yeah, did he not know that it was a radio show then? I'm emailing him. Yeah, yeah. Email I have, him. I have. I have you email no him idea. And, oh gosh, that's weird. I didn't know that it was radio. This is a multi-platform experience. This is everything. This is radio. This is this is on an app. This is on YouTube. This is on Twitch. Like, come on, this is everything. Maybe, Just like everything is everything. Maybe he was like, I didn't realize it had to be right at eleven. I'm busy. I can't talk right now. Man, not like, hey, it's a podcast. Can we push it back an hour? He's not playing well. That's what it is. He's ticked. He just bumped. No doubt. He just bumped. No doubt. <laughs> Who among us? Sliced it in the woods. He's like, I can't. He's digging around for his ball, I answering can't. my DM. <laughs> it's like, you know what? All right, enough. I don't even, you know, fine. Fine. 
We'll just talk to our people. I don't care. Uh, we don't need that. But one more softball answer from the softball question on the Q podcast. Um, I guess this was as hard as it got from from the Q, which was how difficult was this season for you, Trey? It's been hard. You know, there's days where it is really hard, uh, especially being on the training table so much this year. It was hard some days to stay locked in, kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, honestly, especially knowing, you know, after my first surgery, getting to that point where I know I'm going to have a second surgery, I'd say that was probably the hardest stretch um, of just from a motivation physically standpoint. You know, I'm, my mindset is obviously I want to get as ready as I possibly can and get my body, you know, I was full lifting, lower body squats, everything like that. I just some little stuff from a balance and, and running and single leg standpoint that I just couldn't get past, you know, the little checkpoints that I couldn't get past. I knew I was got through the second surgery. That was the hardest. Um, but I started working with uh, one person specifically, kind of a, a mental health slash mental clarity coach, I guess you could call him. Um, and that was the biggest thing for me. Okay. So Trey's in therapy, which I think is great. Like, I'm not saying that in any, there's nothing behind that. Like that's, I bet. I bet. I think, you know, sports psychologists, yes. therapists, that especially with what, these 49er quarterbacks have been through. I would suggest it for all of them, even Jimmy, who's on his way out the door. Mental health and mental training. And, you know, I'm glad that he spoke to the the second surgery and what that does for you mentally in terms of a setback because you have the injury that he has and you get a plate put into your ankle and it sucks, but you're thinking, okay, my ankle's going to get better. I'm going to heal up and I'm going to come back. And then as the healing takes place, you realize, huh, sorry, we got to go back in and fix what we've already fixed, which puts you back not quite to square one, but almost back at square one, and the rehab has to start all over again. Willard and Dibs is brought to you by AC Transit and also wanted to pass along to you that the Warriors Community Foundation is excited to announce the February auction presented by Cash Creek Casino Resort. It is live now through Sunday, February 19th, so you don't have a whole lot of time left. You should get over there now, just a couple days. A wide variety of items up for auction, including signed jerseys, tickets to games, and even the chance to meet some of your favorite athletes in person. Don't miss out on this exciting opportunity to give back and score some amazing sports memorabilia. At the same time, visit warriors.com slash auctions. And speaking of the Warriors, uh, we'd love to get into some of that next. By the way, just real quick, Patrick Beverly. Yes or no? Oh, it's a yes for it's me. A yes. Oh, yeah. It's a yes. He's a guy who can play defense, on-ball defense. Okay. You need on-ball defense. And by the way, the YouTube, the YouTubers are all asking for uh, another Quincy. So we're going to reach out to Quincy Jones oh, and good. Uh, he's, any he's other possible Quincy. Former Jets receiver Quincy Anunua. How yeah, about how about absolutely. overdrafted former Cowboy quarterback Quincy Carter? Mm. Hi, and shout out that shout out President's Day, John Quincy Adams. Oh well, there's a middle no, name. Does that count? Very good. I, yeah. I also was thinking about one of the worst uh, Jack the Klugman, who played the role of Quincy, medical examiner back in the seventies. Presidents got a lot of run in this segment, didn't they? Like a lot of different presidents got named. Yeah. You think President's Day is celebrating Joe Biden. He is a president. He is. Oh, yeah, this is me. Oh, Captain Semantics again. No, a president say only celebrates the presidents just, that you want to celebrate. Yes, just Washington and Lincoln. That's it. I don't find that to uh, be tremendous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so coming up next, not break. Quincy Avery, um, but your phone calls. Let's get into this because it's a little bit more intricate than you might think. A player like Patrick Beverly, you've spent your whole life rooting against him and hating him. Would you take him on your team? 
888-957-9570. We'll take your calls next, unless your name is Quincy on Willard and Dibs.